Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voisin, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And as I do with uh, all of my interviews, I want to thank my listeners because without you and the dedicated support of everyone out there, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. And today, actually joining me from San Diego, uh, but lives on Cape Cod, is Greg O'Brien. And Greg is the author of a book called On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. And uh, Greg, good day to you. How are you doing? Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be uh, in San Diego. Sorry I brought the rain from uh, Cape Cod with me, but <laughs> well, as, I, we... as I told you before, it's going to make your grass greener and it's going to go away. Well, we appreciate you bringing the rain, to be honest with you. And and um, I'm going to let our listeners know just a tad bit about you, Greg. Greg, it sure. is, Greg has had more than 35 years of newspaper and magazine experience as a writer, editor, investigative reporter, and publisher. And in 2009, he was diagnosed with early on Alzheimer's. His maternal grandfather and his mother died of this disease as well. And Greg carries a marker gene for Alzheimer's. Over the years, he's contributed to, among other publications, Associated Press, UPI, USA Today, Arizona Republic, Boston Herald, and the list goes on and on and on. He's also the author of 17 other books. He's either edited or authored those books through his publishing affiliate called Codfish Press and written and produced documentaries, and has been a script writer, and now contributes articles to Huffington Post. Um, well, it's a pleasure having you on, Greg. And, you know, you do did start that off within your bio itself, and that was interesting question for me. Both your mother and your maternal grandfather both had Alzheimer's disease. And now that, now that you kind of have it, what is, was it like living in a family where you watched two people that you really loved and cared for die from this disease? And did you ever think about your own personal plight in those early years? Well, I, I think over time I did. Uh, it was my maternal grandfather first. And um, as a young boy, I had a front row seat. And you know, there are things in life when you're young that just happen to you and they're indelible, you remember, and I was young at the time, but, but I remember going over and, and <clears throat> seeing him, and he lost the ability. He was a very successful uh, Manhattan businessman, and um, he lost the ability to communicate, and, and I remember my grandmother would take me and my sisters into the kitchen, and my mom would sit on the couch and try to talk to him, and you know we knew something was seriously wrong, and then one day I went over, and, and in the my grandmother's uh, um, dining room where I used to do my, my homework from grammar school, uh, there was a hospital bed, and my grandfather was in the bed because he couldn't walk upstairs any longer, and that was the beginning of his end, and he drifted out quickly, and, and he died shortly after that, and I remember going back over days later, and um, all of the furniture in the dining room was back as if nothing happened, and I remember as a little boy realizing then that something did happen and something would never be the same. And uh, on Cape Cod, I'm, I'm one of 10 kids, uh, Irish Catholic family. And uh, I was the, you know, as a working journalist living on Cape Cod, working in Cape Cod, Boston area, but I became my mother's uh, family caregiver in her Alzheimer's and uh, watched her go through that progression. And, yeah. um, and, and, and I, you know, <clears throat> anyone who's listening who has an inkling of it, uh, 
part of it is is a denial. In my book uh, on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's, which is really the first book written by an investigative reporter embedded in Alzheimer's uh, chronically in the progression of his own disease, um, <clears throat> I, I, I watched and I learned from my mother. And but but I was in denial myself in, in the beginning. And there's a chapter in my book. It's a Mark Twain quote: "Denial ain't just a river in Egypt." Yeah. And I think anyone in Alzheimer's. Uh, we we go through this denial period because people, this gets back to stereotypes in life, and and I've learned to hate stereotypes. Uh, You know, when I was younger, I I imbibed in them. Now now I hate them. But um, there's a stereotype about Alzheimer's that uh, you're 85, 90 years old, and you're in a hospital bed, and you're going to die shortly. And everyone says, geez, that's sad, but they're going to die anyway. And the reality is, and, and don't trust me, the, as a medical guy, the only thing I ever did in high school was cut up a frog. But, but if, if you go online and look at the experts uh, at, at Harvard and California hospitals um, and research centers, you'll find that um, the, the Alzheimer's, in, in, in most cases, is a progression, is a 20 to 25-year progression. Hmm. It's a death in slow motion. It's like having a sliver of your brain shaved every day. And um, that's one of the reasons I wrote my book because um, people don't want to. They just they just want to see death, and then they get and they say, "Oh, well, we got to solve this problem." But there are people uh, walking around trying to struggle through work uh, today. Sixty uh, percent of my short-term memory can be gone in thirty seconds. Uh, I don't recognize people <clears throat> often that I've known all my life, including my wife, on two occasions. Um, I, I don't recognize where I am in familiar places. Uh, there are times when I pick up a phone and, and, and I don't not remember how to dial and I get so freaking angry I throw it across the room or, or I pick up my lawn sprinkler and not know what it's for. Or there are times back east because I live on Cape Cod, we have wood stoves in the winter, and, and, and I open the, a piping hot wood stove and there's, there's this uh, um, glass on the inside and it's smoking hot and my brain tells me it's okay to open that with my hand until it burns and third degree burns. That's what Alzheimer's is. Yeah, it's and- definitely this progressive. <clears throat> well, one of the things that you're a little fortunate is because the doctors state that you're working off this cognitive reserve, but you also mentioned the challenges in your book about the left side and the right side of the brain. In other words, one being this more the, the area of the brain, which is about uh, creativity uh, right. which for you is still very quite well aware. Uh, you have own awareness in that. But the other side is, as you said, this part about short-term memory and also the side about mathematics and, and the logical side. Tell us what it's like being aware of the decline in your memory and recall. In other words, you know, look, you have one side of your brain that you claim is working better than the other, but you have the one that you need more frequently, which is declining. Right. Well... I, in my book, I describe my brain, uh, I used to think of it as a big garbage pail uh, where you throw all sorts of crap into it. And, and some of it was good stuff, stuff that you need, stuff you don't need, sports trivia, all this stuff. And now in, in, um, in Alzheimer's, the brain's ability to process shrinks, if that's the right word to use. And mm-hmm. now I think of, of my brain as a, as a flower vase. And, and I, I think the brain is an amazing um, uh, organ and and I do think that at times we can recircuit part of our brains and um, and so what I've tried to do is to to pick and choose things to put into that flower pot uh, to save and 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 the rest I've let go 
uh, and, and a lot of executive functions and you're right, incontinence and, and judgment and things. I, I can't do that anymore. Um, you know, I, I, I've lost my uh, uh, right to drive at night and, and, you know, the rest will come later. But, but so you, you focus on what you can do, but, but it's, it's a constant 24-7 fight between, and, I, and I'm trying to speak as a layman here, between the left brain and the right brain. And the left brain says, uh, we're shutting down, and the right brain says, hell no. And, mm-hmm. and my right brain and my left brain are, are uh, in constant siege right now. Interesting. And, yeah. And you, you, can, you, know, you can lie down and say, screw it, and, and just give up. And if I did that, uh, I, would, I would slip out fairly quickly. And I watched my mother. My mother went through that fight. She taught me in her Alzheimer's. I was her caregiver, and, and now I've become a patient. And she fought me as she fought me. She she uh, taught me how to uh, how to fight the left and the right brain. And and uh, you know God gives us all different levels of fight. Um, and and you know my my feeling is shame on me if I don't fight at the level that that God has given me. Well, that's good Irish blood. You know, you're gonna out, go out there and fight. It's a good. Uh... Catholicism, <laughs> go out there and do that. Now, one of the yeah. things is you, you, you speak about the stages of Alzheimer's disease. Now, obviously, in this book, you, you uh, articulate. Can you inform our listeners a little bit more about, you know, we hear people say early onset. And then, you know, I have a friend whose mother was 12 years in a convalescent facility or Alzheimer's facility, 12 years with the disease, and finally died at 92 uh, but I mean, you know, here she had this really late, late onset. Could didn't recognize anybody. Couldn't tell her name. Sure. Lived that way for twelve years that way, right? So explain the stages, if you would, because I think a lot of our listeners don't understand the stages. Right. Well, first of all, uh, I'm going to explain from a layman's perspective. You know, uh, it, but but having said that, I think uh, individuals who are dealing with Alzheimer's, particularly in the early stage, know in some cases more than the doctors because they're more aware of what's going on inside inside their brain. Mm-hmm. And um, I would suspect with that woman that you just talked about that um, she she did for the last twelve years um, deal with with some of the more severe symptoms, but. I would not be surprised if early on she had she had the the declining progression and um, the the, the uh, uh, Alzheimer's can strike later in life there but but, it, but there are people and there are documented cases where people in their 30s and 40s have had Alzheimer's um, and so there are doctors also that uh, again depending on who you talk to that say that there are more than three stages as multi stages but they've just kept it down to three. And, and uh, in layman's terms, I'm in what you might call the early stage. But having said that, I just went over, you know, my short-term memory gone in 30 seconds and, and, and seeing things. The other thing I didn't tell you is seeing things that aren't there, which is hallucination, scary stuff. Uh, and then um, the mid-stage uh, would be where um, you can't function hardly at all you, you know you're, you're assisted living type and mm-hmm. then the final stage would would be the nursing home um i i've um made a personal decision by the way uh, at least right now not to go to that final stage ha- having had a front row seat from my grandfather my mother i also have prostate cancer and and i'm not treating it right and, you mentioned and, that and in the book that's, 
<laughs> that's 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 my exit strategy. You said Alzheimer's is far more distressing than the cancer, right? It, it, yeah. To me, it is. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't remove uh, a brain. Now, I, I don't want to take any anything away from anyone who has cancer. That's a scary thing. I, I have good friends of mine, and 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 you know who've died of cancer. So we have to take cancer and 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 ALS and AIDS and autism and all that heart disease seriously. And and I don't want a single cent less spent on that. But but Alzheimer's is a disease that will wipe out the baby boom generation uh, and their children. It is said that, and again, people should go online, don't, don't, don't take my word, um, that, that in short years to come, there'll be two types of people, those with Alzheimer's and those caring for someone with Alzheimer's. Of the major killers, it's the only disease that is increasing in, in the death rate and for which there is absolutely no cure right now. So that's a great statement you make, because that was my next question for you, actually. It's right out of the book. Um, what, in your estimation, is causing the rise of this disease? In other words, you know, it, it, we, could, we could look at a lot of factors, but what are the factors that the doctors know that are actually causing the, the, the increase in the greater precip- um, precipitation of this disease amongst uh, people in the United States worldwide? I don't know. Well, I'll give you I'll give you a research contact first that'd be worth looking, and then I'll tell you my thoughts. Dr. Rudy Tanzi, T-A-N-Z-I, uh, from uh, Harvard, and uh, he's with uh, uh, the chief researcher for Cure the Cure Alzheimer's Fund of Boston, and it's C-U-R-E-A-L-Z dot org. He was just named, uh, uh, I believe, Time Magazine or the New York Times, I think it was Time Magazine, one of the, with the top 100 most impressive uh, individuals in the country for, for his work. And, and on that curealz.org, there's a lot of research about what is going on. So that, that's, a, that's a good research thing for individuals listening. Okay. Um, in, 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 now you're asking me, first of all, uh, we're living longer, Okay. Secondly, Alzheimer's is not a new disease. It, it, if you look at the writings of Plato and Aristotle, there are writings that go back in those days that are describing a condition that, that looks like it could be Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's uh, was not discovered in the 1900s. It was named, and it was named after a doctor called Alzheimer's. All this is, is you know, I've, as a journalist, which gives me a leg up, and, and this is kind of a follow-up to another question you asked, um, I get to deal off a cognitive reserve, but also the training uh, instinct of asking questions and researching. And so I've, I've, I've studied the, the brain to the extent I can. The, the other thing, and, 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 you know, I was never one of these, uh, I'm, I'm a dumb, dumbass Irishman. I was never one of these uh, naturalists, and, not naturalists, but when it comes to natural food and stuff like that. I, I've come to the, the conclusion that, um, you know, we're killing ourselves in terms of, of what we eat and what we expose ourselves to. And, mm-hmm. and do I think some of that has to deal with the uh, uh, increased onset of Alzheimer's? Yeah, I do. Okay. So it, so you're you're just saying that Rudy or Tansy would be the guy in reference for where we'd go. But the well, there, there are many is... others, but Rudy's a close friend of mine, and, 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 and I, I know him and I, I, I know his research. So, you know, well, I, I, I've heard these statements before. You know, there's people out there, you said, hey, hey I have prostate cancer. I'm not treating that, but I, I, but I have Alzheimer's, far more distressing. Yet, you know, uh, my wife's done a tunnel of research, so have, so have I, around the issue of like, because uh, my family has heart disease. But then they want to give you these um, cholesterol-lowering medicines, which, you know, the reality is, is that 
those have their own cognitive impact. So what's worse, right? You're going to take uh, you're going to take the cholesterol lowering medicine, um, or are you going to uh, escape taking that uh, so that you have your cognitive abilities? Um, it's pretty interesting what's going on now. You mentioned it's what I call a death by a thousand cuts sometimes. Right, right, right. Now, you mention in the book that your journey through Alzheimer's is a marathon if one chooses to run it, and that you say that it's exhausting, it's fatiguing, just uh, staying in the moment and fighting to remember. Do you have any tricks to stay alert and to remember that you would impart upon the audience, maybe somebody out there with early onset, maybe somebody out there with in a different stage of Alzheimer's, or just saying, hey, how does this guy even get by? I mean, he's sitting here doing an interview with you. How does he remember the last question you asked? <laughs> well, okay, my, my, my uh, um, strategies, I have my laptop in front of me, I have my notes in front of me, I have a pen and paper, this is the journalist. Um, let me explain the condition, uh, and then... Um, what you, what you're dealing with um alzheimer's is uh, my guess is out out west a lot of people don't have basements but, but l- let me dr- draw an analogy that maybe people can relate to um if, if you're living in a house with a basement and your laundry is down there and you're down at night doing your laundry and someone's up in the kitchen and they don't know you're down there and they turn the light out or you're in a room at night and someone turns the light out doesn't know you're in there it scares the crap out of you Mm-hmm. And, and you get angry and, and you know instinctive and, and, and you're confused because right. the dart confuses. But, you know, instinctively, if you yell loud enough or fight hard enough, someone's going to turn that light on. Alzheimer's in the simplistic way is that light. It's the synapse not happening, that light going on and off and it, and it, and it flickers and then it shuts off and then it goes back on. And sometimes it, it, it sometimes at some point it will shut off and never go back on again. Mm-hmm. Um, and often you don't know um, when that's going to happen, and, and, and this is what I have to fight against. I, I've said in my book, my, my brain is, is, is like an iPhone. It's still a sophisticated device, um, but it has a short-term battery. Uh, it, it breaks down, it pocket dials, and it gets lost very easily. And, and um, what I've learned to do, because I'm a reporter, is if, if you lose your track, you just go on to the next one. So. It, it, it will happen numerous times when we're talking. And a good example is right now, I have no freaking clue of the question you just asked me, but I know enough as a reporter to keep talking so you don't feel awkward about it, but sometimes it's good for people to know. So I, I right now, I have no clue what, what was the question you asked me. I mean, this is this is Alzheimer's in, 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 in real life now. Yeah, so, you, so the question was really your tricks, and you're saying you use your iPhone, you use emails to remind yourself is one of the things mm-hmm. you say. Um, you use copious notes, which is the other thing. And are there other um, tricks that you've come up with that have really allowed you to stay alert like you are in this interview and to remember what's going on? Um, I, I used to, uh, growing up, be a jock and um, played sports in high school and college. And um, you had to always stay in the moment. And you had to always fight. And you had to always keep that edge. And uh, in Alzheimer's, like if I'm going to do an interview with you or someone else, I think of it as getting ready for a big football game. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep my head in the moment. But but are there times when um, uh, uh, you know I'm going to get knocked down? Yeah. Are there times when I'm going to get beaten on a pass? Yeah. But um, 
you know, I've learned just to keep trying to, to, to move forward. Uh, another thing would be, let's say I knew you all my life and I saw you and, and I said, geez, I know you're a person of interest, but I don't know you and I don't want you to feel awkward. So I'll start to ask questions and, um, and I'll try to say, oh, well, you know, how's, uh, how's work? You know, how's this? And, and maybe you'll give me a clue. Right. And then I'll say, okay, that's great. How you doing? And, or, but if I don't, I'll just try because I don't want people, I, I, I don't want a pity party. I, 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 I hate that. I, 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 what I want to do is I want people to stand up and fight against this demon. That's what I want. I don't want anyone in the world to feel sorry for me. And, and in my life, if I can help raise that awareness and, and help people move forward and face this demon that, that's going to take over this baby boom generation, then I'm feeling good. Don't waste any, any time on any pity for me. Bugs Bunny once said, nobody's getting out alive. So, you know, if, if you got all Alzheimer's, you just know the end of the book before you read it. But uh, to me, it's the point of keep asking questions. If I have time for an anecdote, which I think is a good one when I was a young man, and this is an anecdote out West, uh, when I started out at the Arizona Republic as a political court reporter, investigative reporter, um, I was covering the, the Superior Courthouse, and, and I went into a, uh, a, 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 a the courtroom, and, and there was this uh, woman judge, and, and she was uh, angry at both the prosecution and, and the defense, and slammed the gavel down and said, we're done. Get out of here. And I had to write a story, so I, I'm 28-year-old, scared, you know, silly, and this, this woman scared me. And so I knocked on her door afterwards, and I said, you know, it's my first story. I don't know what happened. Can you help me? And she said, sure, come on in. And she was very nice, and she said, you're going to cover the courts. Keep coming back, and I'll talk. So I'd come back all the time, and then she went out to the Arizona Court of Appeals, and uh, she kept talking to me, and, and, and she kept telling me, Greg, keep asking questions. Keep asking questions until you get the answers. Well, that, that mentor of mine was Sandra Day O'Connor, the uh, first woman oh, wow. chief justice of, of the Supreme Court. And ironically, we were on a parallel track then because her husband died of Alzheimer's. And, um, but, but she, she, and I write about her in my book. Anyone who's interested, it's in bookstores here, but I, Amazon's a good place to get it. But I, I, um, I, 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 I keep asking questions. And, but, but there are days when, when I'm done, I'm gone. Uh, I, I, there are times when I go into tremendous rage and, and my kids have to pull me out of it. There are times when I go out to Pluto, which is a, an Alzheimer's drift. I'm, I'm on, uh, in, in some cases, the legal limit of medication that people can, the doctors can give to slow it down. So, you know, you have, you know, you, you got all that going. Alzheimer's breaks the body down. Um, I was diagnosed recently with uh, acute spinal stenosis and scoliosis. I haven't had feeling in parts of my hands and feet for three years. You know, I, I deal with, with uh, depression. But, you know, I, I have this saying, and I can't use the four-letter word because you'll bleep me, but it's in my book. But, but I'll paraphrase, and your audience is very smart. Um, you know, these demons don't know who they're screwing with. And, and, and whatever it is in life, if, if I can help just get people to rise up, and, and I think the measure of a person is not your stock, stock portfolio or your looks or whatever. It's, it's, it's how you fight back when you get knocked down. And, and I, um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's a great uh, metaphor, and that story was awesome. Now, you, now you, your metaphor that you used on Pluto is a phrase you use in reporting. It's kind of being off record. I mean, obviously you've been a reporter all your life. As you dance with Alzheimer's, uh, how far away um, does Pluto seem to you? Meaning, you know, kind of a complete loss of memory. 
is what you're talking about. In other words, Pluto's that far off planet. You also use the symbolism of a dandelion uh, because of its losing it, it, the the uh, what do you call it? The little seedlings along the way. So it's a great. Yeah, the dandelion starts as a flower, turns into a weed, and then blows away. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the brain. And and that's yeah, that's that's all times. But go ahead with your. So question. where do you where do you think of being if you were to sit here today? where you would be at a complete loss of all your memory. I mean, Pluto's a long way off. It's the furthest planet out there, right? Um, Where are you in comparison to being all the way out there? Do you even have an idea? Well, here's the deal. There are days when I'm on the planet Pluto, and there are days when I intentionally want to go out there. As I said before, Alzheimer's is a uh, 24-7 fight. And um, <clears throat> I would tell my sources early on in my 20s, and I, I was so fascinated with Pluto, so I don't know why, but um, uh, so I would tell my sources, look, we're gonna, I'm going to take you out to Pluto where we're off the record and no one can hear what is said. And, and, uh, and I would write about organized crime and a lot of stuff. And, and, uh, um, and then, uh, you know, later on in life, you know, like all of us, when we go out at night, we talk about the unmentionables of life that you don't want anyone to hear. And, and so my buddies would always say, are you taking us out to Pluto? And I'd say, yeah. So mm-hmm. I had to invent uh, a, a, a place where my mind, either with, 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 uh, without any kind of control over it or because I was just so done fighting and I drifted, where I would go, because uh, it, they call it the Alzheimer's drift, where your mind just shuts down, or you willfully shut it down because there's no more fight left in you. Right. And and I and so it's a combination, Greg. And and so I had to invent a place where um, it was familiar. So I called it Pluto. And um, my grandfather, my mother, my paternal uncle who died recently of Alzheimer's, um, they're out there on Pluto. And 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 Alzheimer's is 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 is, is a place where. Um, I think people with fighting with the disease go out to a place and I'd like to, and I call that Pluto and I've taken family and friends out there and talked about it uh, because there's going to be a day when I don't come back and I want them to know where I am. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think in some ways Pluto through the book has, has become a brand or, or an analogy for Alzheimer's. Well, and also, so the people that are left as your caregivers aren't afraid that you're at Pluto. Now, you mentioned that a simple touch or a hug increases your body awareness and alertness. Um, I I thought that was interesting because you're talking about the touch from somebody or uh, someone hugging you. Um, Why is that so? What what happens when you actually make that physical connection? Well, Alzheimer's is a very lonely disease, and... um, there are times when I, I, I Greg, I feel so alone. I, I, don't, I could have a hundred people around me, but um, uh, in fact, if I have a hundred people around me, um, I'm not comfortable. I, I, I know I'm switching gears, which you know my light just went off a few minutes ago. So, a good example of kind of forgetting your question. But you'll bring me back. That's from okay. Pluto. But, <laughs> from Pluto. but uh, bring me back from take some oxygen. Take a hit of oxygen. There's no oxygen <laughs> out there, Greg. So take a hit of oxygen. You don't want to stay out there. But... Maybe you should take a hit of weed. And... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, when I was younger, when I was younger, I did. But but statute of limitations is up. If anyone is listening. So. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, maybe that'll help cure the Alzheimer's. I don't yeah, know. I'm just joking I, you, with you. You don't know. We're just kidding. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, okay, so what was your question? <laughs> so the question was, you said that a touch or a hug in, it oh, increases okay, your sorry, body awareness. You. And so why why do you believe that's so? I mean, that's the first I'd ever heard of that. I mean, I'm not I'm no expert on Alzheimer's yeah. by any means, but uh, well, there, there are others who who talk about Alzheimer's is such a lonely disease, and and um, it's it's isolation, and you feel alone even when you're surrounded by a lot of people because. Only those who are going through Alzheimer's really know what it's like. And when there's a touch, it's to me, it, it's a connection with another individual who's showing that they care. Um, what you lose all sorts of self-esteem, and, 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 and you know, I, I might sound confident on the phone, but let me tell you, I'm not. Um, uh, you know, my mind used to be my best friend, but now there's no chance for reconciliation. And I don't trust my mind um, I, 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 I love my God, I, I love my family, I love my friends, but you know what, Greg? I don't love myself so much anymore. Mm. And, 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 and I think that's true of others with Alzheimer's. And when you get that touch, it, 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 it's a simple touch. I'm not talking about a hug, I'm not talking about, you know, it, it's, it's just a simple touch that says, you know what, someone cares and it feels good and I think if you asked other people with Alzheimer's many of them would say the same and, and particularly uh, some of the uh, uh, you know the, the caregivers and researchers it's it's just that touch because you feel so isolated mm. that, that 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 you want that touch well so now kind of wrapping things up here you 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 talk about in the book when you for you have uh, I forget is it four kids Five kids? Three, three kids. Three kids. Okay, I yeah. missed it. Both. But maybe you know more than I do. M- maybe so. I have also. Maybe, maybe I forgot. So, but, <laughs> so, I, but I got, I got Brendan, uh, who's a writer-producer in Boston, Colleen, who teaches uh, inner-city kids in, in Baltimore. In fact, some of the kids she, she teaches were in that area that, that blew up. And uh, good kids, but tough, tough neighborhood. And, and my son, Connor, who's uh, 26, who's, who's my associate now, he's... He, he's my day-to-day caregiver, the guy that keeps me on track. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you when you got them around and you told them, your your wife said, hey, dad's uh, got Alzheimer's disease and getting your affairs together. And you talked about it. You talk about the insurance and you talk about the financial part. And you talk about all the elements that go around Alzheimer's. What advice would you give for somebody who's trying to prepare not only for themselves but their family who has you know alzheimer's this is a big deal i mean you know yeah. let's face it uh it's very expensive um there's a lot of things that you're trying to prepare for and you want to leave for your family and um it's not just about how much life insurance you have is it no 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 it it, it in my book i talk about you have to have, I believe, this is just me speaking, faith, humor, and hope. And, and you could define those in different ways, okay? Um, but, but what I would advise people is to talk about it. Um, don't panic. Pa- panic is, 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 of course, when, when I had got the, 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 the diagnosis, I went into the pity party. I had the WTF talk with God. You can figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but, but then I said, okay, you know, um, Anyone who doesn't think they're going to die someday, raise your right hand. So I know how this is going to happen. So why don't I move forward with this? And, 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 and while I can 
take care of the family and set things up and talk about it. And that's the, one of the purposes of the book is to get people to talk about the early and mid stages uh, of Alzheimer's and, 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 and tell your kids, tell your kids what you want, tell, tell your spouse what you want. And, and, you know, Alzheimer's, it, it, the, the, the umbrella word is dementia. And, and, you know, it sounds the word I took Latin in high school, and and, and it, it creates a word picture or a word narrative of, of of a demon howling in the desert. Who the hell wants to go there? You know, it, it's 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 a more difficult discussion for people to have, I think, at some levels than cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you have pancreatic cancer, and like my one of my doctors has that, and that's just that's freaking horrifying yeah but 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 with the brain the mind because that's the essence of who you are and what i've tried to teach people um in in, in my book and again this is just me speaking is i've learned you wonder you know how, how i can proceed well i told you i don't trust my mind but i've learned to to speak and write from the place of the heart um and 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 i believe life is a journey from the cradle to the grave from that place of the heart that soul, whatever you want to call it, because guess what, folks? Um, the one thing we all know is that, that, that we're going to be ashes after we die. And I believe something survives. It's your soul. And have you ever heard people say, you know, that person has heart or, or, or reach for the heart? And there's a reason for that. And um, I would urge any caregiver, anyone with Alzheimer's, to work to find the place of the heart. I have another book that I'm writing now. Um, called Beyond Pluto, Journey from uh, the Mind to the Heart, and, and try to find that place of the heart and, and, and fight. And um, I'll fight along with you, and I'd be honored to. Uh, to I, I have people with early onset Alzheimer's. If I speak, sometimes 20 people with early onset Alzheimer's uh, show up. I have them all stand up. I have people applaud them. I, I say, look, these, these are the soldiers, and we all ought to be honored to fight with them. And I gave a speech once where... Um, Two Harvard professors in Cambridge, Massachusetts, came up after and said to me, um, "Hey, uh, I, I really appreciate your book. It's on target. Your speech is on target. We both know because we have early onset Alzheimer's and we're still teaching at Harvard. It's 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 akin to Lisa Genova's Still Alice, which I'm sure many people have read. The incredible novel. She wrote the foreword to my book and, and her movie, uh, Julianna Moore, won Best Actress. And, and, and it's a fictional character, but it's, it's Alice Howland. She's teaching at Harvard." She has early onset Alzheimer's. I believe Ronald Reagan and the White House had it. it, it it's 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 the the the, 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 the as I said before, the, a death in slow motion. And um, and if we all join together and and uh, give hope to people who are fighting this, as we want to give hope to people with other diseases, you know what? To me, not that stock portfolios aren't important, big houses aren't important, nice cars, good looks. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm shallow like that, but. You know, if we could all on our way out, we're part of the baby boom generation. We lived in idealism, then we lost our idealism. And now I think some of us or all of us have an opportunity to uh, leave this planet with a sense of idealism that branded who we were. And you know what? I'm urging people to reach back for that uh, uh, idealism and and that fight now as uh, we baby boomers uh, you know, start to get into our 60s and 70s. I'm well, sorry, Greg, to I, I'll get I, off my soapbox. No, no, no. I think, I, I think obviously, you know, there's there's probably a lot of people out there listening uh, that don't even know they have Alzheimer's. Uh, oh, I'll guarantee you that. I mean, it's yeah. it's millions of people. I mean, you gave the number at 135 million people uh, in the book. Uh, obviously, the numbers are far greater than that. But my but the reality is. You've brought a tremendous awareness not only about the disease but about 
living with the disease. Your honesty, Greg, has just been um, wonderful because that's what's needed. It's like you said, coming from the heart to really express your feelings and emotions about your depression, about living with this disease. It's really informed my listeners about um, Alzheimer's. And for my listeners, as Greg had mentioned, probably one of the best places to get this book, and we'll put a link, will be on Amazon. It's called On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's um, by author Greg O'Brien, who we've just been speaking with. Um, we'll put links to that. We'll put links to his Facebook page. We'll put links to any social media things that Greg has as well. And also, if there's any uh, YouTube videos up there, we'll have those in the blog entry as well. Greg, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth, speaking okay. very intimately with my uh, listeners about your book on Pluto and taking them through the oh, journey. By the way, I have a like. book signing anyone in the Ramona, California area on uh, Saturday from uh, 3 to 5 at Unicorn Books on Main Street in Ramona, California. If anyone wants to come by and talk, I'm happy to talk to them. Great. Well, Greg, thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth this morning. Thanks for spending the time with me and... I appreciate you being so open and honest about uh, this amazing journey that you've taken with Alzheimer's. Thank you.